Let us remember we are always and everywhere in the holy presence of God. Hello, this is Rick, and welcome to the Presence Podcast, episode number 283. Well, I think I have one more night of this. And by this, I mean sitting out here on the patio porch. Last night, I sat out here thinking that last night might have been the last night, but tonight it may very well be. Because tonight is still warm. It's probably about 65, very pleasant out here. I've got shorts on, long sleeve shirt though. Tomorrow, the temperature is supposed to drop and we are going to truly have fall weather with highs in the 50s and lows in the upper 30s and overcast and dampness and wind and fall, which has been lacking to this point. Now, does that mean I won't sit out here again? Probably not. That being said, I will probably need a blanket and some warmth, you know, long pants, long sleeves, and eventually it will just become too uncomfortable to sit out here. So I'll take this chair that I so greatly enjoy, one of those zero-gravity, lean-back, lounge type of chairs, and move it back down to the basement, which is where I started this podcast this year. If you go back to those early episodes, that's where I was recording each and every one of them. And that's where I will record them again as I go into this late, this mid to late fall and eventually into the winter. And you know what? Although I will miss this spot and these times, it'll return. It will return. And that's the beauty of the year is that things change and There is beauty in every season. I got to be honest, I like the warm seasons, the sunny seasons, the bright seasons, the long days, seasons. Winter, though, the darkness, the shortness, there can be a beauty there, too. And I think for me, learning how to appreciate that and to be present to that is a task and an opportunity that comes around each and every year. And hopefully as I get older and get wiser and more mature, I think, I hope, I pray, that gets a little bit different and gets a little bit easier each year. But I'm not going to look ahead right now. I'm going to be present today. And I'm glad you're here today because today, Wednesday, I kept my eyes, my ears, and my soul open to experience the presence of God. And I'm glad you're here to listen and to allow me to share it with you. So today's was kind of a surprise. School today was unique. It was testing day. I moderated, proctored a test for the freshmen till about noontime. That went pretty well, pretty easy. Then came home, which was great being home around one o'clock, one thirty. Took a nap again one of my favorite things to do. And then really kind of started to reflect, where was my God presence moment? And I think there was definitely one in the evening, spending time with both of my kids, just the three of us. Dinner, had a fundraiser for my son's school. Uh, One of those fundraisers where a local restaurant, you know, you bring in the form or the ad and on a certain night and they take a percentage of your check and and give it to 
whatever is being fundraised for. So we did that tonight, and, and it was good to be there with my kids, and we spent some time at the library and, and did a little shopping, and it was, it was nice. I really enjoyed that. Surprisingly, though, that was not really my God presence moment. That wasn't the way that I feel God spoke to me the most today or the most clearly or the most uniquely. Rather, it was in a, a book, specifically a graphic novel, that I got at the library, oh, I don't even know, recently, I guess, within the last couple of weeks. You see, I have a love, a sort of draw towards getting lots of books out of the library. And they sit, and sometimes I'll pick them up and read them. Other times I need to just take them back, and I record what book I had got, you know, had taken out of the library. Every time I go to the library, our public library, I'm drawn to the new bookshelf where I can see a wide range of, you know, what is new and interesting. And our library has a good selection of new books all the time. I, I commend whoever makes those purchasing decisions. And it especially has a wide, interesting range of graphic novels. And I usually go to that section. Graphic novels are something I enjoy because they're, quite frankly, easier to read and quicker to read. And the art sometimes is so creative and so interesting. And the stories are told in ways with words and images. And they, they feel oftentimes, graphic novels do, like they jump off the page. That there's a dynamism. That they're alive in a way that t traditional novels may not be. Sure, with traditional novels, one has to use their imagination quite a bit more because you don't get to see the visuals that a graphic novel um, allows. Yet, I think a graphic novel is so much more engaging than even a television or a movie. There's a place for TV shows and movies and the visual media. And graphic novels, I think, are somewhere in that interesting in-between area. The graphic novel that I found is called Flocks. And the author is L. Nichols. I'll try to put a link to this um, onto my, uh, I'll tweet that out and I'll try to put a, a link to that on my um, Facebook uh, page as well as um, just send that out. And it's a, a really interesting graphic novel and the art is interesting. The, it, the, um, the author, it's, it's really just, a, it's a memoir about their journey and their faith. And it's, it's a wonderful story of faith. And quite frankly, that's how I knew that um, this was a God presence moment because the character in the book, in, in the novel, um, they struggle at times in church for a very specific reason, which I'll get to in a moment. But they find and experience the presence of God out in nature with animals, horses, and fishing and um, just being in nature and, and they realize in in nature that God is present to them and that they realize the author does that they are part of something larger and there's a connection and there is a joy and a faith to be found in being present to one's experience specifically in this case, experience in nature. 
And the reason that the author, Nichols, has a difficult time and, and is so torn apart is because from a very young age, they suspected that they were queer. And the author, Nichols, draws this, and, and Nichols is also the artist. And I, I think when a graphic novel, the artist and the author are the same, there, there's a special power there because the words and the um, art go hand in hand so closely and so tightly. Well, Nichols is in a church that is hostile and is judgmental, one of those fire and brimstone types of churches where those people who are queer are castigated and shamed. And um, Nichols draws this with arrows and um, bold letters, queer, and you can just see the character, the, the main character, who, who is drawn throughout the book as kind of a rag doll without clothes. It's very interesting. Um, this sort of, um, all, very much like a, like a rag doll is, is sort of the way to, to describe it. Um, again, I'll, I'll try to send a link to it because I think seeing this is, is much better than I can describe it. But they feel so torn because as Nichols goes to church, and experiences this judgment and questions their own self, her own self at this point, she really feels at the same time out in nature, this, this sense of God and the sense of God's presence. And it's, it's very interesting to just, to just read and, and see. And then the rest of the story is, is about college and, and how there were those who helped her succeed. She, she went to MIT. And the title of it, Flocks, gets at this idea that there are different communities that support her in different ways and that she needs all of those communities to help her to understand who she is. And near the end of the book, after facing a tremendous depression and eating disorder and self-loathing that is expressed through cutting, she realizes that she is trapped in the wrong body. And she realizes that she wants to transition to become a trans man. And that's a part of the story toward the end. And at that time, prior to that, she falls in love with a woman thinking that she's a lesbian but then, and, and gets married, and then the two stay together even after Nichols transitions to become a trans man. And I know it sounds complicated, and depending on your perspective, dear listener, it might be absolutely mind-blowing. And it might even seem strange that, you know, here I am talking about this favorably. And regardless, I think, of where one comes down on the morality and the ethics of LGBT, the mystery of transgenderism. And I have to be honest, it, it's quite a mystery to me, even knowing people and being close to people who have gone through that, that come to that realization. It's a mystery. I don't understand. I, I don't. That being said, I have to trust the experience of the person that they know themselves and are getting support in knowing themselves 
to make that very, very difficult decision that comes at a huge cost and upheaval in one's life and in everything. And this, this graphic novel, I think, just inspired me because it's so honest and so raw and Nichols puts this out there, puts the story out there. And I really just hope others can read this. Others of all sorts of different perspectives. Because at the end, Nichols stays in faith. It's a very different faith than Nichols grew up in. And Nichols has definitely made changes. But Nichols realizes that it is faith and hope and trust in a God whom is the connection between all that that's what got her, now him, to the place where the story ends and life continues and family continues. So, what a, what a story and what a mystery. And I think, for me, it comes down to that sense of mystery. You know, when we are ready to point fingers and throw stones and judge and shame and do all of those things, we are denying the mystery that is God, the mystery that is love, because love is love. And God is love. I come back to, you know, the fourth chapter of the first letter of John, where it says, whoever knows love knows God. And John goes on to say, whoever says they know God but doesn't love is a liar, for God is love. So, as I conclude this, and the rain starts to fall, I guess this is the cold front coming through that is going to change everything. I am grateful. I'm grateful for the connection that I feel the nature and the seasons that are so alive around me. Grateful for my flocks in the various ways, in the various places, as life goes on and continues. So I conclude, ask you these questions. What did you think about as I told this story of my experience of this story, flocks? Is it something you might want to read? Is it something that you would never read? And who are your flocks? And how do they support your faith in your journey, wherever that journey, whatever that journey might look at, might be about? And as always, just grateful that you're here. Thank you, dear listener. Blessings and peace.